She's a bit of a clown as well. Yeah. Clown. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Those, those are three very different words. You're listening to More Than Second Podcast with your host Bronte and Steph. Uh, hello and welcome to our episode uh, on Ride. Uh, we are going to be chatting to uh, one of the stars of Ride who plays Annie Londonderry herself, uh, Liv Andrusier. Um, she has kindly offered to come on and chat to us about her role in the show and the show and various other things. Yes, we're very excited that she's here to talk to us. I will say this at the end. I'm also going to say it now. All the links to tickets and everything will be in the description. So make sure you go get your tickets to see it while it's at London Southwark Playhouse. Between the 19th of July and the 12th of August. Yes, don't miss out on those dates. So just to summarise before we jump into it, Ride is essentially about Liv's character Annie, who is the first woman to cycle around the world on a bike. Obviously, <laughs> and, <laughs> so I wasn't clear. Best of cycling on anything else. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So the whole show follows her recounting her story while she's trying to pitch to these investors to give her a newspaper column, and she's just recounting a story with the help of Martha. Yes, and Martha in this production is played by Katie Ellis, um, who has bought her own spin on the character and is doing so brilliantly. Um, Martha mm-hmm. uh, is an unwilling volunteer uh, in Annie's uh, pitch, uh, talking about her story. Um, however, the story of Martha uh, developing is a very interesting part of the show. As is their relationship. Yeah, the relationship between Annie and Martha, which um, hopefully we will get more into uh, with Liv in a moment. Uh, <laughs> yeah. if, you want, if you want to find out any more about the show, you will have to go and see it, as we've already mentioned, at the Southwark Playhouse. Um, so we will jump straight in, um, and we are very grateful for Liv coming and chatting to us today and taking time out between her Leicester and London runs. So in that case, we will jump straight in with, um, I thought we'd start on Annie as a character. Uh-huh. Um, she's so interesting. Yeah. <laughs> since I last, since like seeing it the first time around, I've like read both the books and stuff and it's just, it's fascinating. Um, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I've, I, sent, I sent them to you, didn't I, Bronte? I sent you one of them. You sent me one. I still one haven't read I've it. Got one is a pre-book, but yeah. Um, but yeah, it's so cool. So, um, but what was it like um, coming back into Annie this time? Like, did you bring anything different? Did you learn anything different? Or we, I think this time around, we've tried to bring out uh, certain themes more that I think were kind of lost last time. Like, it was really important to me personally that we um, that her her Jewishness was a little bit more uh, prevalent because. Um, last time it was sort of slightly more ambiguous that whole sort of section so we're, we're not laughing at the Jew it's the fact that that's the next question but carry on oh I'm so sorry <laughs> <laughs> okay well um so I and it was it was so lovely because you know um it's really it's it's obviously I'm like the fourth Annie there's been but um this is obviously the first full staged version yeah. so we had a lot of freedom and uh, and sort of um 
I was I was given a lot of um what's the word I was able to sort of own her and sort of bring a lot of myself to the role so which is so wonderful and so rare so it was very collaborative um sort of got a lot of Yiddish text from my grandfather that I was allowed to put in it which was great um we've made the the what's it called the lullaby longer um also just like anti-semitism like I found I was in lots of research and I found you know from the time because last time it was literally just a, a sort of throwaway comment like oh anti-semitism was really bad back then but you don't really go into any detail there's no examples and I was like oh there must be an example that it would just sort of sum up really quickly what it is and then we added in the line um no dogs no jews which I thought was really uh, like that just sort of says all it needs to say so yeah that was really important I think this time we also wanted to make it more queer um because last time it was kind of like we didn't really commit either way it was just sort of left open to uh what's the word um your interpretation interpretation and this time we sort of you know it's still we still have to sort of play the fact that in those times you couldn't be like two women couldn't be together so it's sort of like playing on like you know there's the line in ride the moment that's like her old pal like that's what they would have everyone in society would have just seen them as like two old pals together but really you know we all know from a modern perspective what that is but like we have to sort of play it in the show as like so then obviously like the kiss with Fred and Annie like Martha very clearly takes off the hat so it's very yeah. much we want to that moment to be that it's Annie and Martha whereas last time it was very much just Fred and Annie um so yeah I think we've just brought out themes more this time but I think the characters the characters mostly the same we we worked hard on trying to um Sarah the director really wanted me to be even more confident this time until the moment so it's like I think last time we showed more sort of uh, moments of vulnerability throughout and this time it's a bit more like she's got she's very sort of um zipped up like she's being the showman all the way through basically until the moment that she breaks down so it, it's more of a shock because I don't know it's weird like a lot of sorry I'm going off topic now but like a lot of the reviews were like you know the 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 breakdown happens too late and it's too quick and you know and it's like well it's a breakdown she doesn't mean to show that like she doesn't want to show that that's not why she's there and it's like if we go into more detail and she's in that place for longer it's kind of like well then she meant to show them that it just doesn't really make sense to me so I think we've sort of to make it make even more sense this time it's very much that she's just like so I don't know if you got this but like across America for example I remember last time it was much more like vulnerable and this time it's like she's very much in pitch mode like it's not real like when she's saying oh like I told them that I failed you know it's very much like faux sad like it's completely like managed the showmanship and, yeah yeah she's being the showman she's pitching she's very much in pitch mode um so that the breakdown is more of a shock it's like oh my god I didn't mean to go there I wasn't you know planning on that but I think that all reads better this time it makes more sense um but apart from that like same old Annie I don't know (laughs) (laughs) apart from that (laughs) yeah (laughs) I mean I think that's basically what we said after we came out seeing it for the first time on this run and definitely 
Annie's character, like you said, like the moment where she's absolutely fine and then she just breaks down. I think that's why I love her so much as a character because it's just so real. Like that's mm. people build up, build up, and they'll get to a tipping point and they're like, nope, can't, can't do this. And that's the moment where obviously then the walls come down and you kind of see the other side of the character, which I, I think that it's just so real and so fascinating. Yeah, it's such a, yeah. a shock factor that moment. I think, like, I think it still hits me the same way, like the ninth time, or as it did the first time. Um, it's the point in the show, I think we both are not okay, isn't it? <laughs> Gri- gripping each other's hands, like for dear life. <laughs> I mean, it's hard. It's hard to play. It's not. It's not fun. That that bit, you know. It's like. It's quite emotionally draining, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's so rare. Like you don't you don't really see characters like this on the stage, like messy, you know, like prickly, like all of that. Like it's just not something you see. Which is why I love the character because you know she's just she's so complex. Like she's not just like you know. And it's it's just interesting that like a lot of the show it feels very managed. It feels very like not surface level but it's very like it feels quite light and there are moments there are flashes of like where she turns to Martha and she's quite nasty and it's like there are these flashes of like oh there's something not quite right there so I can't remember my point what was my point (laughs) (laughs) you know yeah yeah I think I remember when we did an episode last one of the things that I kept bringing up was that the whole show especially Anna's character it just reminds me so much of society and that way that you just constantly are projecting images of yourself this other version of you that you want other people to see because that's what yeah. his character's doing until we get to the point where it's like no this is actually her underneath all that mm. yeah completely but she's also like I don't know she's very reminiscent of lots of other like very beloved characters is a popular culture that I was like I don't know she reminds me of a lot of people so it's like she's I don't know you, you just sort of she's very charming she's very like you want to follow her on her journey even though she's clearly not okay I think because she's she's quite I don't know she really reminds me of like Villanelle in yes I really I really took a lot of inspiration from that because I was like oh this is quite you know and there's that episode where she goes back to her family home and it's like oh god like yeah and she breaks down and it's just very like let's just keep playing the game let's just keep having fun and she's a bit like peter pan or something as well like i don't know she's just great she's a great character I'm very lucky yeah there's yeah. A, lot, a lot of good stuff on i i think we need to go back to the to the queerness points because yes. we also had comments on that <laughs> <laughs> um so you've already touched on how there's more of a play on the relationship um <laughs> between Annie and Martha do you were what was the question why do you think this is important to bring to light and um was there a reason behind the decision to make it more obvious this time um well Peter Zutland who is um Annie's great grandnephew uh very you know in, in all of his books says that Annie was most definitely bisexual so it's it's also written in the script like it's like there's yeah. a moment in the script like the first draft of the script I remember the writers said it's interesting the writers always thought Martha was in love with Annie but Annie wasn't in love with Martha um and that the real love story was between Annie and Fred but obviously Fred and Martha they're not real they're not real people like Annie's the only one who's like a historical figure and we know historically that she was 
queer, right? So it's just kind of like, why would we not? And I remember in the script, there's a moment written after Everybody Loves a Lie between Annie and Celine. There's this like moment where Annie touches Celine's cheek. And we had that in the last version. Now we've turned it into like the the weird hug giving a rose situation. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I mean, it's just honouring who she was. I think, you know, it's important that we honour her completely, you know, all aspects of her. I mean, obviously we've taken lots of liberties in other ways in terms of like, I mean, Annie was, I don't know if you know about the real Annie, I mean, you've read the books. I, yeah. But she obviously in real life, she was sending money back to her family. She did go and move back. She lived back with her, her husband and her children. Like she did write for the New York world, but she, she did go back to them. But then also a load of her family stopped talking to her because she went on her journey and, you know, in their eyes abandoned them, but she didn't, she was sending money back. In our version, obviously, it sort of seems more like she did just leave them. But yeah, <laughs> I you know I I'm really happy that we're focusing more on Annie Martha's relationship this time because also it means that I feel like Martha seeing two women sort of learning from each other and growing together and falling in love is so much more interesting than just having Annie just bossing Martha around the whole time. Yeah, like, we, we were saying that a lot more has been brought out in Martha's character in this. Yeah, yeah, I think I think it really helps give Martha an arc as well is sort of yeah I don't know and just having Martha just more present in all of the moments where she's playing other characters she's not just become those characters now she's much more Martha playing those characters it just means all those moments are so much more um they have so much more depth because it's actually watching these two people getting to know each other rather than you know suddenly it's not it's not Martha it's someone new someone you meet for like five seconds it's like you don't care so much about them because they're just you know they're only on stage for five seconds but Martha's there the whole time do you know what I mean like it just it, yeah. it makes so much more sense to me to to have it focused on those two yeah yeah I think you know, it's really I'm... nice and, and <laughs> I mean we really we definitely really enjoyed the sort of focus on that and it's always nice to see that playing out on stage and looking back at the fact that this was like a real person and mm. did have these feelings to some extent it's um you know obviously it's very different these days but it can still be difficult and so it's nice to sort of see that on stage and projection yeah well it's also yeah. rare isn't it I mean what musicals are there where you, two women are on love on stage like none yeah <laughs> but I'm a leader I mean are there any others I don't know literally yeah, still so much lacking representation for certain sexuality especially on stage mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. And I think um, personally, being bisexual myself, I think you do, you tend to see a lot of gay or straight. There doesn't seem, you don't, I think bi-representation is sometimes missed as well. And so seeing mm. that is, is really nice to see on stage. Yeah, yeah, completely. Oh, Bronte, you do the next bit. It's your favourite part of the show. <laughs> What's my favourite part of the show? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because the magic still makes me... Uh, go wow every time because I did magic as a kid and I'm like oh my god it's real um oh so obviously there's a lot more magic this time around uh what's the hardest trick to do on stage um, <laughs> I mean I don't think I'm very good at it I literally every single performance I'm like told by my director to go and practice beforehand just touch the magic so that you will because <laughs> I'm just not I'm not very good at it um I mean the coin tricks the big coin trick was hard initially but we did the same one last time so I know how to do that now 
the fire bit, I mean, that's not hard. It's just like a mechanism. You just learn how to do that. Obviously, last time I had to do the magic canes. I didn't I don't have to do it this time. Um, Katie mm. has a magic cane. I obviously do this like thing as if it's like me doing it, ta-da, you know, but it's actually Katie doing the magic cane. Um, the magic canes were the worst thing ever. I'm really glad I don't have to do them anymore. Um, <laughs> we yeah. remember every time we went, we were like, okay, we hope the canes go okay and no one gets yeah. hit in the head. <laughs> they, they were awful. I think they've got ni- a nicer one this time. I think it's made out of a slightly softer material, so it's not scary. But the ones we had last time were literally metal and they had these sharp edges and I remember I sliced every single finger on them and there was one show where I just had plasters on every single finger (laughs) and they just completely traumatized me they're horrible (laughs) yeah they were the hardest thing they're not it's not so hard anymore it's just I don't know because I'm moving around everybody loves a lie it's so proppy like there are so many props and I also have to look completely in control as Annie. Annie has to be in control all the time, but Liv is not in control. Liv is like <laughs> clumsy. So like I'm like dropping the hammer. I'm like and I have to make it look like, oh, I did that on purpose. I've meant to do that. And I absolutely didn't mean to do that. Um the cards, like again, just like fiddly. Sometimes I'm really good at them, sometimes they just fall out of my hands. And again, I have to just pretend I meant to do that. Like it's just you know, it's a bit chaotic. But yeah. I think it oh. works because of the song it is mm. and the way it is. You can sort of get away with it as well. I can get away with it, yeah. But it's, <laughs> yeah, it does look so much better when I get it right. Um. <laughs> I mean, we always enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's really good. It is really good. So, outside of the show, in real life, are you more of an Annie or a Martha? Because this is a discussion we had after last time, which is why we have our certain t-shirts. Okay, uh, I'm more of an Annie, but I'm I'm more sensitive, and I would say I'm less impulsive. I, I would say I'm quite close to Annie, but she's much more. She's also much more practical. I would not survive cycling around the world. Like I could never do that. I would I would probably last an hour, and then I'd, I'd cry and go home um I'm weak <laughs> um but I'm um I don't know I quite I mean it's why I like acting I'm quite good at telling stories and I think I'm an extrovert and sort of how Annie is with Martha I'm probably quite like that with my sister occasionally yeah I'm definitely more of an Annie for sure but like for a long time in, in acting I, I would have said I was more of a Martha so I did I did try for Martha actually the first time around initially I tried for Martha um, but that's because I just didn't have any confidence in my singing so I was like, oh, I can't belt, so I'll just try for Martha. But now I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> an Annie. I mean, now you belt out Stranger every night. like. <laughs> yeah, well, I couldn't have done that, I don't know, two years ago, three years ago? Never. That um, note hits a spot every time. It's really hard. Yeah, it's really hard. But you start to, I don't know, as, as a singer, you start to sort of like know how to how your body works and kind of like figuring out placements it's so particular and specific to each person like how you place certain things it becomes like a it's like a machine like you have to press certain buttons in order to do it and if you do it in the same way you know exactly where how it feels and where it fits Mm. and you can start doing it it's really weird it's also about building up stamina and it's about like confidence so much of singing is psychological so like if you're in a bad place like your voice will just go just you know and also, like, you know, even just being a woman, like, being on your period just completely screws with your voice as well. 
a lot of things <laughs> but um yeah I'm glad I'm glad that it's um sounds good to you both <laughs> it's never not sounded good if that helps <laughs> yeah we've, we've never had any complaints <laughs> um so we're kind of off the the ride questions now it's just more more generic ones um so we're gonna start asking everyone do you have a guilty pleasure <laughs> uh, oh you know what my guilty pleasure is fantasy books <laughs> that's not a guilty pleasure that's just a hobby what? oh uh uh that is nothing said, to be ashamed of <laughs> I'm pretty obsessed like I spend all my money on books so I feel like that is I don't know what else it would be that's all I do um <laughs> I don't know online shopping probably depop very, oh, Depop, buying, Depop's the best. I like buying clothes that I know probably won't fit me, and then they come, and of course they don't fit me, and I spent a lot of money on it, and then um have to get them tailored to fit me because I'm too small for everything because I'm literally four foot, no, I'm not five foot one. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, that's probably my guilty pleasure. I don't know. That's a really hard question. Yeah, I mean, I, you can't you can't say reading is. You've seen my bookcase. You you now can't say anything. Okay. There, there are multiple bookcases. I still, I would still say books. I would still say books. <laughs> Going into the yeah. I mean, to to be fair, buying when you still have this many left, I'll I'll take that because yeah, it's buying. It's buying. It's buying when you don't need to buy. Like when you've got like you know at least twenty books that you still haven't read, and you go into Waterstones and you buy five more. That's that's not great. It's not good. But I do it. <laughs> yeah. I'm with you there. Me and my housemate are just as terrible. Mm. Meanwhile, I have an endless art collection going on in my wall. Um, yeah, but it's great. And my art's up there too. It is. It is. It's. Oh, really? There's a little ride section. Oh. <laughs> oh, I can see it. Huh? Yeah. See. There's like a Doctor Who wall and everything else. <laughs> lovely um well so we, yeah so we've got these questions that we're going to ask everyone so what would you this is back on ride again but what three words would you use to define annie uh <laughs> um powerful mercurial oh good word thank you um, <laughs> um just a bit of a clown as well yeah clown. yeah <laughs> i like that those, those are three very different words but they yeah. are beautifully. Yeah. There you I'll go. We'll go with anyone, that. Yeah. Anyone listening who wants to find out more, go see the show. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely go see the show. All the links will be in the description because it is in London for a whole three weeks. Is it only oh, three? Three. Three and a half. Unless you know something that we don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, final final question. That you need to take out one word out of this question because otherwise we know what the answer will be. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um <laughs> So obviously we know that you love fantasy books, which is definitely not a good pleasure. Um, are there any TV show or films or anything else that you really love? Oh God, uh, <laughs> uh, I love Studio Ghibli. I love um, my favorite film is probably probably Moulin Rouge. Maybe uh, that is a good choice. <laughs> yeah. I love Moulin Rouge. But then I also like there's some really rogue ones that I love as well. Like, like I, there's some, sometimes films just connect with me and I don't even know why. Like, I, I saw the, it's so random. I saw this one called Phantom Thread, like three times in the cinema. And I couldn't tell you why. I just really like Daniel Day-Lewis. Um, <laughs> Good enough reason. Yeah. The, oh, God. Oh, I love, I mean, I love the original Pride and Prejudice. 
with Laurence Olivier. I also love uh, Rebecca with Laurence Olivier. Um, I love the film The Others. I went for a stage where I was obsessed with Nicole Kidman. I love The Others. It's a really I love The Others. Do you know it? Oh, I love that film. Yeah, I watched that in school and I don't like horror films, but I really enjoyed that film. It's so good. And there's that other film that we used to always watch in school, which I love, um, Les Choristes. You know, the chorus. Oh, yeah. Gorgeous. I watched that on a snow day. Well, it wasn't a snow day, but nobody was in because it was a snow day. And so my friend mm. put it on. Oh, not at school. Well, it, it was at school. But hardly anyone was in. I love that film. <laughs> um, okay, TV shows, TV shows. What TV shows do I like? Um, I watched this show that I loved on Apple recently called Bad Sisters. So good. Oh, I, I haven't seen that yet. It's really good. I love Sharon Horgan. Anything she does, I'll watch. Um, um, oh, <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me have a think. This is this is hard because I watch a lot of things. Um, we know that feeling. <laughs> I love Call My Agent. Call My Agent, uh, the French one, was one of my favorite things ever. Um, I did love Killing Eve. I just hated the ending. Um, oh, the ending is just not. <laughs> don't even get me started. <laughs> uh, I mean, I just couldn't. I saw red. I literally. Through something on the TV. Uh, um, <laughs> the writing really let us down. It was so bad. Why? There was no need for it. Really upset. The CB Waller Bridge. What we want. It was unnecessary. Oh, nice. um, um. What else? What else? What else? Um. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, it's a hard. It's a, it's a hard question. But you, hard you, question. Yeah, you, Yellow jackets. Yellow jackets is great. Um, what other things are obviously I watch like Game of Thrones and stuff, but again, nothing not great. Um oh House of the Dragon is great. I loved House of the Dragon. Uh I was watching the new Lord of the Rings thing, not sure. But I did watch all of it. Uh <laughs> I don't know. It's fine. I think we have our go-tos and after that it's the question like, um, and half the stuff I think we both enjoy no one's actually seen, so Yeah, there is well, that. What, what else is there's been loads of things. We send each other into things, don't we? That's the trouble. Like, I've got Bronte watching Station 19 at the moment. It's What's just chill thing? in the day. It's a Grey's Anatomy spin-off. Uh, oh, no. Grey's Anatomy's got, like, 10 hundred. I haven't, no, I haven't seen Grey's Anatomy. Anatomy. That's too well, much. Here's this the is thing. about well, firefighters. This is, so this is it. So I started Station 19 basically because there's a really cute gay couple and I wanted to watch it. Um, mm. <laughs> and But now I'm watching Grey's because I watched Station 19, but I started Grey's from where Station 19 oh. joins it. So I'm, oh, I, I started at, like, season 14, so... <laughs> It's just like I tried to. I remember years ago I tried to watch Supernatural and it was like thirteen seasons. I was like, you know what? I actually can't do it. And it's actually got really bad as it went on. Anyway, Desperate Housewives. I would say Desperate Housewives one of the best shows ever written. I love Desperate Housewives. (laughs) Um, Absolutely love it. Housewives is so good. Is there anything else? I love Call Me Agent. Call Me Agent is probably my favorite. I have to get on that. So good. Yeah, always good recommendations. I end up watching the same shows over and over. Yeah. We. we send each other things. We're like, watch this, watch this. Vampire Diaries. <laughs> good shout, good shout. Yeah, I haven't go. seen that after watching Buffy. I was like, will any vampire stuff ever compare? No, Vampire Diaries is so good. <laughs> it gets really stupid, but it's so good. Yeah. Else. I watch, the thing is, though, there's like so much available. It's just, it's kind of dangerous because you just sort of end up watching everything and you just can't, yeah. can't even process what I've watched. Mm. Yeah, Bad Sisters is really good. I would highly recommend Bad Sisters and Call My Agent. I do need a new Apple series to watch after the what's, what's the one currently? Hijack. What's one with Eve in? That's Hijack. it. After, after Hijack's finish, Bad Sisters. 
<laughs> yeah, high dive's really good. Cool. I think that's all. I mean, I will, I will just say as well, like, I've read a lot of the reviews that are out, all, all stunning. Um, and so many of them have said that, like, you are just, like, the embodiment of Annie. And I think we, we both have to agree on this. Yeah. Oh. I mean, as I said, I would not be able to cycle around the world. So I don't know how to do that. <laughs> but, like, I think we are very... We are similar. She's she's braver than I am. Like she's much more like I doubt a lot. Like I'm I overthink and I don't think she overthinks. She's much more in the moment than I am. Um, but yeah, I think we'd get on. <laughs> I think I'd be um, too, I think I'd be scared by Annie. <laughs> no, I, really, oh. I find people like that so intriguing. I'm, so, yeah, I'm such a. I'm. This is why I'm Martha. Though I'm like yeah. Yeah, but that. Martha. Martha is. Martha is a secret sort of like she she likes the danger, mm. but like, uh, yeah. But I relate to that a lot. Like I'll be taken in, I'll be taken in by it, and sort of people do build my confidence. But as a person mm. of my own, I will quite happily sit back. Yeah, like I know. For instance, my sister, like she only likes to be in her comfort zone. Anything that gets sort of too much, she she can't can't cope. She doesn't like it. She doesn't like you know highly pressurized situation saying that though she literally works with children which is a lot but um <laughs> but she um yeah so she someone like annie would she wouldn't she wouldn't like that she'd think they were manipulative she'd be like actually get out of my face i don't like that so i feel like martha there needs to be an element of sort of like wanting to be around people like that like liking the danger liking the thrill of it but also but it's just that they're they're too sort of like unsure or uncertain to sort of do it themselves they need somebody's going to take take them off do you know what I mean which is I think yeah. why they work so well together and I would say like Martha because Martha's more sort of like reflective and thinks think I've thought a lot about this but Martha thinks things through whereas Annie is much more in the moment so Martha is good for Annie because Martha helps Annie sort of think things through before she does things yeah. but then Annie helps Martha get out of her head. I think it is it is very much like stuff how I message you things like, should I do this? And you're like, no. Or you <laughs> encourage it. It's one it's one yeah. of the two. Yeah, we, we have that relationship, definitely. Definitely. But you definitely encourage me to do things as well. I bought you to ride, so you did bring me to ride. Oh really? Yeah. I I went first time because Frankie was in it, just to go support her. I went on a win with my dad one day because it was like it's a nice short show. He had to go get a train back. And I was like, oh, I'd like it. It's really good to see it again. And you were already coming to stay. And we were already going to an evening show. We're like, oh, let's go to Mass Day. Then you fell in love with it. And it's it's just been a oh, cycle so since. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, the Zoom died there. But uh, Liv is a busy lady and has to get off. But we um, had a fabulous time uh, chatting to Very much. about the show um, and about Annie. Um, and the developments they've made for this production have been amazing. Really amazing. Definitely. The one word I still would say when someone asks me about how this run is very different from the other one is that it's it feels more theatrical, but in a really good way. Not that it wasn't before, but do you know what I mean? Just by yeah. like everything they've added in. And I think what Liv said about it being um, super showman, showy, I don't know what the word is, super showy until the moment um, is more prevalent in this production and I think works really well for actually giving the breakdown what it is. Mm. 
like I said, I think it is definitely that. I mean, I keep saying it, but because I think because this is where I relate to it, it just is so true to life how you will be very much overcompensating. And when you're trying to keep those walls up, you naturally just overcompensate a bit and go all out there. Yeah. Compared to other people, I think, which is why Annie's just so striking because she's so like she's so strong in her story and what she's trying to get across when she's trying to forget herself that when herself does come out and she can't quite hide that anymore it is like everything just falls apart and she forgets about telling the story and she forgets about you know being being this showman essentially so I think it definitely really well reflects yeah the whole show just reflects her character beautifully yeah yeah it's fab it's uh, they've I mean they've taken it to another level and I can't wait to see it in London um, we're recording this uh, two days before it opens in London. So, oh, very, so excited. Very, very exciting. We had a great time seeing it in Leicester and now we're so excited to see it again in London. Yes, we can't wait. Um, and a massive thank you to all the cast and crew of Riot who mm. have smashed it out of the park. Um, Always. Yeah, we are very grateful. Yes, yeah, such, such a talented cast and crew. And I think they all work so well together definitely and you know the writers and everyone um has has really put a lot of effort into the show and it shines through in the performances and the um the props and the tech and and everything it was a lot been put into the show so the addition of like you know bits of music which we didn't have beforehand which yeah, worked definitely. really well definitely some of the music they've added this time um has, has made a massive difference actually to some tiny little scenes but just having and the um the bits of music, just the odd note representing the responses from the gentleman in the room, things like that. Mm. Just very clever, very clever. Yeah. So everyone needs to go see it Definitely. while it's on. Go get your tickets. You will not be disappointed. You just have to read the reviews to know. It's, it's yeah. a really good show. I mean, all the reviews have been amazing. Um, and we're, you know, we're not, it's not just us being biased. Um, the reviews no, are and I think we're also forgetting as well that Liv won best lead in at the Offies last year. Absolutely, year. yeah. There's, you know, the show got two Offies last year from um, Liv and you. This year. This year, sorry. It's this this, year. It, no, it feels like last year because it was from Ride last year. Last year, but, yeah. Was, but, but you yeah. Know, um, yeah, Liv getting best lead and um, Yuki Sutton getting best uh, supporting for the role of Martha. Um, you know, it. There's so much to show you how incredible the show is. Um, and, mm. so yeah, you've got, to, you've got to get yourself down there. Yeah. You know, if and you're you in love with it, just like we did. Oh, absolutely. It's dangerous. <laughs> but at least it's a relatively cheap, relatively short show. <laughs> yeah, you say dangerous. You're the one who lives in London. That is true. But I do <laughs> live near Leicester. So that's how last week ended up being so dangerous. <laughs> but, yeah, thank you everyone for listening um we really appreciate spending your time with us yes i hope you enjoyed thanks again for Liv coming on it was so great it was fabulous to to talk to her. yeah definitely well that is it until another episode thanks for listening <laughs>